Hey, Browns fans, it's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust. And best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. That's 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group, located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns just like you. Hey, this is DeAnthony, safety with the Cleveland Browns, and you listen to the Dogs Podcast. Go Dogs! Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. If you'd like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. The Browns, once again, managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in one of the most embarrassing losses of all time. Uh, before we give you all of our thoughts on the atrocity that we called a football game yesterday, I have to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. You get an extra episode every week, which you don't want to miss the After Hours episode today. I promise you. Uh, it's going to be a good <laughs> one. So uh, if you're into extra episodes that are a little bit more... Uh, Spicy. Spicy. Uh, we'll call them. Moy I was going to say, we might just have to go ahead and slap the explicit content warning on this video, too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how, see how, goes. Keep see it how your editing uh, are. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see how close the Josh has the beep out button next to him. Uh, you get the extra episode every week. We play fantasy football with all the guys in there and girls. Um, there's fans across the world, game day threads, discords. It's just a ton of fun for everybody involved. So if you're looking for more content with us, um, there's a dog pack member of the month that gets a poster and a shirt. We just send it out uh, for August or yeah, August, September. We're going to be doing now. So it's a ton of fun for everybody involved. So if that's what you're into, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So as you can see today, John not with us. He is actually on a family vacation that he didn't remember he had to go on until this morning. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, John, that's about par for the course. So uh, he actually called in and left a voicemail about his thoughts on the game. So we'll go ahead and play that before we get into it. What's up, guys? Just wanted to give my thoughts on the game real quick. Uh, First thing I want to say is Jacoby Brissett was vastly improved uh, from week one to week two. I think he looked way better, which allowed... Amari Cooper to shine, uh, Chubb, Hunt, Peoples-Jones, Njoku, everybody looked good on offense. I've got no complaints about the offense. The defense blew it for us in the end. What irritates me really badly is that the Ravens just held this team to nine points, so the blueprint to keep the Jets from scoring was already out there, and we somehow blew it. And our defensive personnel is way too good to allow for the uh, this kind of thing to happen. So I look to see some adjustments to the game plan. Um, I would kind of 
cool it on calling for people's jobs and stuff at this point in the season. I think it's too early to panic. I think it's too early to start firing people. But I think some big adjustments are going to have to come to the defensive side of the ball or we're not making it to the playoffs this year. Go Browns. Bye. Bye, John. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good trip, John, down in Myrtle. If you guys are down in Myrtle and you see John, Go give him a purple nurple. Uh, <laughs> he'll be get the, a picture with him. Yeah, he'll be the guy sitting in the corner to himself, not talking to anybody. Uh, so I think a lot of what John said is pretty much spot on. I, I mean, um, especially I thought he brought up a good point with the Ravens just held these guys to nine. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. Joe Flacco, I, I went back and looked at the stats. Joe Flacco threw for uh, 309 yards last week also but he did on 59 attempts yeah okay um he just shredded us for 307 um 110 rating 65 qbr on 307 attempts seven yard average per attempt on 44 attempts i mean we made joe flacco look like he was on a super bowl run so that's it that's irritating um (laughs) Before we get into it, I, I pretty much got a list of complaints. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready, bro. So the first thing I got to get into, stop blaming Nick Chubb. If you if you watch this game and at the end you thought this one's on Nick Chubb, piss off. <laughs> you might not be a real football fan. There's people blaming him. I, and the thing <clears throat> is, I was arguing with a guy on Twitter last night, and he's like, if he just takes the knee, the game's over. Well, one – Taking the knee in that situation, it's not like he was in the open field and he could fall. He was literally juking people at the two-yard line, squished between goal line and sideline, and yep. then two people trying to tackle him. So unless he just like goes limp and falls over. I think he was kind of in a – like you're saying, he was in a situation between either go out of bounds or go in the end zone. Yeah. So, hey, I'll give my team a 14-point lead with less than two minutes to go. What could go wrong? Here And here's the oh. thing. Here's the thing, okay? Um – he gave you a two touchdown lead with under two minutes to go, and the other team had no, no timeouts. timeouts. That's the, it. The no win, timeouts. The win probability for the Browns after he scored went up to ninety nine point nine. I would say it had to be almost a hundred. Had to be. That's like Avengers versus Thanos odds. <laughs> okay, like one in fourteen million, basically. There's only one. There's only one. Okay. Uh, we had a .01% chance of losing that game statistically. It was almost statistically impossible to lose. <laughs> and we found a way to lose it. Oh, we did. When winning by at least 13 points with under two minutes to play, teams had won 2,229 consecutive games. Blake, who was the last team? The last loss in this situation was the Browns to the Bears in 2001. I remember So if you're thinking, man, you guys have been a dumpster fire for a long time, you are correct. (laughs) We are an embarrassment (laughs) of a franchise right now, and I'm I'm not going to go light on them because they don't deserve it. I'm going to be there Thursday cheering them on, but right now you suck. And it's it's you should be embarrassed. And then we got we're gonna get to Miles. Then you got people like calling Denzel out on Twitter, and he's going, "I was only targeted once." But shut up, bro. You're part of a defense that's trash. So I don't need you clapping back at fans about you were only targeted once. Get off of Twitter. Get back in the locker room and get this stuff figured out. My God, you got a couple days till you got to play the Steelers division game. 
So if you're telling me Nick Chubb was the reason that we lost that game, you're an idiot. You're yeah, an don't idiot. even try. Don't people, even try that. And, and people are saying, well, Stefanski admitted after the game he should have told him not to score. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. Most Any coach is going to tell you, if you got a chance to go up two scores under two minutes, they have no timeouts, you go score that touchdown. Yeah. Right. And how many things had to go terribly wrong even before that? Zach, our old co-host – Pretty much broke it down play by play. There were so many things that had to go wrong, whether it was Kareem going out of bounds twice. You know, you basically gave them an extra timeout with two seconds left. Even I don't want to put any blame, <clears throat> any blame on Stefanski too. But like, I think there was a lot of people that have to be held accountable for where this went. Most of it on the defense and special teams. But at the end of the day, they had no timeouts. All you had to do. Uh, and I'm not even upset with Nick Chubb. I mean, it is what it is. I, literally, like you said, they gave him two a two touchdown. They had lead. to score twice, and with a minute fifty five, you had to score, get the ball back, score again. Yeah, well, which, and, which, like you said, was virtually impossible, statistically impossible. They had to a point oh one percent chance of doing it. Yeah, point oh one, and it's it, a, it's and a it's one one hundredth chance. And this is it's not like this was Patrick Mahomes or and the Chiefs or Josh Allen and right. the Bills. This was the. Jets. <laughs> this is the Jets. What a team that, as Browns fans, we can't even clap at other teams because we have statistically been so, so bad as a franchise over the last 20 years plus. So for us to be talking crap to a team and then that team is the team that comes out and does this to us. If it was Patrick Mahomes, I'd go, hey, we probably should. We should definitely get down and not give them any opportunity to have the ball or anything. This was Joe Flacco. He hadn't won since 2019. Your dad said he didn't even know he's in the, the league still. Oh, no, yeah. Neither my, my brother. The only reason my brother knew is because he's on his fantasy team. Well, he's uh, an idiot for But obviously, yeah. he just balled out. So probably not, I guess. Uh, no, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't even blame Kareem Hunt for going out of bounds. No. Because you could tell he was trying to stay in, but we were running short side of the field. Mm. And he's trying to stay in, but he's getting pushed. You only do so much. And we scored. I was just going to say, trying to blame our offense in any capacity for losing that game is wrong. To me, it's it's just what Browns fans do, though. We just had a quarterback for four years who was clearly bad, and then they blamed everybody else for his bad play. It's the same thing. Yeah, We, we lose a game because the defense and the special teams suck, and they're going to go blame Nick Chubb? <clears throat> Nick, no. The one guy no. on our team who you know for a fact gives it – Everything, every play. Nick Chubb was one of the main reasons why we had 30 points to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. We scored 30 points. (laughs) Last year, we were like, if we can get 17 points, we should be in this thing. We should get, we definitely. Second week in a row, we're up over 25. (sighs) We almost lost last week. Yeah. We are a Katie York um, miracle field goal away from being 0 2 against. Two bad teams and two, I'm sorry for you, Baker Bros, bad quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you want, so I wanted to compare some stats, like how our defense is stacked up against the, who the other guys. I already told you Joe Flacco threw for 300 in the first game. It was on 59 attempts. Okay. So we know what Baker did to us last week. To the Giants, he was 14 to 29 for 145 yards and one touchdown. A 16 QBR. Not good. Not good. And they Which, scored 16 points. And they scored 16 points. So here, here's another, uh, I think I, I put it in here, another stat about this defense that is just going to blow your freaking mind. Um, Brown's defense has given up 55 points so far this year to freaking 
Baker and Joe Flacco. <laughs> Oh, okay. Man, and we've got some real quarterbacks on our schedule. Yes. 34 of those points have been scored in the fourth quarter. Ooh. That's 62% of the points we've given up this year have been scored in the fourth quarter. What are we doing? Yeah, because both of these games, we had we had them in the bag. I mean, the, the Panthers game is like, oh, yeah, we got this. We were, and then it was like, <laughs> we don't got this. Yet, you know, the other day, the Jets, oh, we got this. There's no way. Like you said, statistically impossible. There's no way we're losing this game. And we the, lost it. 2,000. 229 consecutive wins in that situation. Since we did it ourselves way back in 2001. Yeah. When I was 11 years old. <laughs> That's I was partying in high school. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable to me. And, and the defense, I, I, I don't understand. So Miles Garrett, Newsom, Martin Emerson. These guys are known as man coverage specialists. Why are we playing zone all the time? Well, I'm not saying you come out and you run man 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, that's obviously not realistic. But you, what, we're running zone basically 90% of the time. That's not what these guys do. You got Garrett Wilson, a rookie, in his second game ever. Why would you not make him line up against an all-pro corner press coverage every once in a while? We're just giving these guys free releases at the line, run through giant freaking windows. Joe Flacco might be old. He's played a lot of games. He can throw to wide-open people. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I don't understand the def- defensive philosophy. How many times do our guys ever get beat like they got cooked? Almost never. Well, <laughs> when they're not on the same page, a lot. <laughs> yeah, but that's when we're, you know what I mean? That's the scheme and the philosophy. You rarely see like Newsom or Ward line up and press man, and this dude just cooks them at the line and gets beat deep. That almost never happens because they're mm-hmm. too good. All of our breakdowns are communication-wise, which is inexcusable. When we have yeah. those breakdowns in my seventh-grade football game, I mean, the Corey Davis touchdown, I mean, I think Corey Davis was shocked. He was like, there's nobody what? around. There's nobody here. And then Denzel Ward literally, like, walked after him. And I know you're not going to catch him, but I don't care. You're about to, like, lose the game. Let's see a little bit of hustle. And you're one of the team leaders, not just on the field, but financially. Like, you're one of the highest-paid guys. You need to be... To me, it almost it looks there. like the, the players hate the scheme so much that once it like keeps not working, but they keep running it, they're just kind of like, see, look, it doesn't work. And they're just kind of like quitting. Yeah. They look like they quit on Joe Woods to me. Were you, so I, I don't know how you guys took it. To me, it looked like they just counted on the fact that they were going to be able to get to the quarterback all day. No. And then I feel like they never made an adjustment all game like it was the same scheme there was never an adjustment that's what that's joe woods does he never when was the last time you said joe woods makes like a, a in-game adjustment halftime adjustment never, never. And, and i'm gonna get to miles garrett that world-class sissy okay but <laughs> oh boy. um i don't under, i said joe woods he, he reminds me of the rockets when they had james harden and they shot 83s a game. And if they were making them, they were the best team in the league. Right. But if they were missing them, you beat them by 60. We're, Miles Garrett's our James Harden right now. And if he doesn't get 10 pressures and four sacks, our defense sucks. If Miles Garrett's beating his guy one-on-one every time and pressuring the quarterback and getting a strip sack, we look like one of the best defenses in the league. But if that's not happening every game, which it's completely unrealistic to expect the guy to get 10 pressures and five sacks every game, the defense is shot. We get we manufacture no pressure. We almost never blitz. You, obviously, it's the, if you can get pressure without blitzing, that's ideal. 
This is the freaking NFL. Their yeah. five offensive linemen are going to be able to block your four, four. defensive linemen yeah. more often than not. And they sent four all day. Yes. All you day. have to bring five or even six sometimes. Right. Yeah. Not not all the time. Sometimes. Bring the press. Since Joe Woods has become our defensive coordinator, I would like to go back and see what the Browns third down conversion rate is against us. It's got to be insanely high. I know last year we were terrible on third down, especially third and seven, third and eight. Well, they did that yesterday. How many of those? Yeah, we, third, we couldn't 18. get off the field. And, we couldn't get off the field. I mean, we, they, they'd get like a penalty or, or we'd get a, a tackle for a loss, and then it's like third and nine or even like third and 12 or something like that. And then it's, oh, there, there's a, they just picked it up. The only it's time like, we stopped them was when Clowney got the strip sack and when Joe Flacco would just make a bad throw. Yeah, we yeah. never just stopped them. Yeah. I agree. It, it, it was unbelievable. I don't understand in third and long why we're – it's like we're playing everybody at 20 yards. It's third and eight, guys, not third and 40. Yeah. I, I To me, Joe Woods, man, he, he his seat's got to be hot. It's got to be hot. So I said I was going to get to Miles Garrett before we move on to even more of the incredible craps that went on. <laughs> After the game, Miles Garrett says the most disappointing thing isn't losing this statistically impossible to lose game. It's getting booed. Right. What? I, I, so what? I got stuck <laughs> in traffic in Cleveland for literally like two and a half hours leaving the game yesterday. And uh, like I'm in the car and I'm listening to the press conference live and I'm just like shocked because it wasn't like for me. I love Miles, and I, I just yes. want some accountability. Like, I just want to say, hey, we didn't have a good game. We messed up. You know, like, we're going to turn this thing around. We're going to get back to basics. Anything like that, I would have been like. We deserve to get booed yeah. for losing that game in that way. Yeah, any of that would have been great. But instead it was, you know, don't give up on us. You know, these guys are working their tails off. It didn't, and I, I hate to say it because obviously. He said putting their asses on the line every day. Like, they're going to war. Bro, you're playing the child's game. For a lot of money. Yeah. A lot I was of just shocked. And I sent the group a text, and I was like, "Did anybody? has anybody heard this yet? And then, like, Cleveland Browns radio was – I've never – Cleveland Browns radio, they are not like the Dogs podcast. They will not say a bad word about any player. They will not talk bad no, about well, them. They will, that's who they, they're getting paid. Yeah, yeah, they literally will be like, ah. uh, multiple guys on Cleveland Brown radio just going crazy. I mean, just saying, like – it's shocking and embarrassing. And like, so for me too, the big thing, and even today I'm talking to people and they're like defending miles Garrett, miles Garrett lined up against a third string tackle all game Had and not one sack, one sack and one tackle in one tackle in the entire. And we talk about, Oh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like a Houdini act with miles. You know, when he's on, he's on when he's feasting, he is feasting. And it's usually against lower competition. I, now, I did see a stat where, like, our pressure rate is, like, top of the league right now. We're just not covering anybody. So it's hard to get a sack if the guy can just drop back and throw the ball in a second. But yesterday, that wasn't happening. Mm-mm. There were plays Joe Flacco's holding the ball for four or five seconds. Miles is – I had binoculars in my living room <laughs> looking for him. His one sack, I don't know if you could tell from the stands, they just didn't block him. Yeah, I, he just came clean. It was a bust. In, it was a bust in the O line scheme, and they just didn't block Miles Garrett. And he got the sack. That was his only sack. Yep. yep. Basically, if they were trying to block him, he was blocked. Yeah. And then you're gonna come out and and get mad at the, them. They should have been chucking things at you. 
that's a little extreme. <laughs> my here's my and here's it's my one take. of those games where in the olden days stuff would have been thrown on Here, the field. And here's my sure. take on this, and I think a lot of Cleveland Browns fans will back this. And I'm not saying throw things on the field. I'm just saying no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying that was the environment. That was yeah. the result of that game. Cleveland Browns fans literally will drop everything they can financially, free time to go up there on a Sunday. And go to that game. They live and die Cleveland Browns football. Cleveland is a Cleveland Browns. It, that's they literally they have the Guardians up the street. And I guarantee you, I wasn't at the Guardians game. I guarantee you that and they're a division leading team. Oh, they lost too, but whatever. No big deal. It's just a shitty day in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> shitty sports day. But you know, like to me, I'm. I wish that he understood. Like, hey, these are people that that this is. They live, breathe, and die Browns football. Do you deserve to get booed? Who cares? That's not the point. You guys had a historically bad collapse. All we asked for is one play. All we needed was one play. Yes. Do you and, or accountability for just say, hey, we f- sucked. We weren't good. We didn't. We Whether it was coaching or was it the players, nobody knew what was going on. It was a joke. It was embarrassing. It was extremely. And for me, I sat there and I just went. Oh my God! Like I've seen this happen before. This is God hates Cleveland. I, I wanted, straight up. I wanted a Tebow speech, you know, like uh, you, nobody's going to outwork us, and he's like pumped, and he goes on to win the Heisman or whatever. Instead, we got don't yell, you guys suck. Don't yell at the me fans are booing. You guys are so mean to us. We have feelings. We're people too. <laughs> oh, my toughen God. up. Whenever like I so I was already livid, and then he sent that, and I looked it up, and I. I was just like seeing red for hours. <laughs> I was stuck in a car that wasn't moving for hours <laughs> and I was just trapped and I had to be respectful, you know, cause I was with my mother and who's a diehard Cleveland fan who, you know, probably more disappointed than I am, but it's just like, man, what? And I've seen it before. And like, we, we've, we've had this conversation before. We had this conversation last year when Baker came out after a game and was ragging on the fans for booing them. Right. Yeah. Like, that? If you want cheered when we do well, when you have a historically bad loss, you get booed. You get booed. That comes part of the territory. Yes. It's not just all candies and flowers out here. Yeah. If you suck, then you get booed. Like, what did you expect the fans to do? You just gave up uh, 14 points in less than two minutes with no timeouts. Statistically impossible to do. To Joe Flacco. What, what were you going to do? Stand up and cheer for you? Or just walk out silently? No, Clap it getting, off. You're Good effort. Booed. Yes. Good effort, guys. You'll get them next time. You're getting it's, booed with a whole lot of other. Don't worry, Timmy. We got orange slices in the cooler for you. <laughs> like, who brought the snack today? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what does he Sucks. expect? I don't know. Super disappointing. That was, that was yeah, exactly. Disappointing is the perfect word. And so, and, and the biggest thing, and I almost forgot about this, the biggest thing that I wanted to take out of all that is when I look at situations like that, especially from a guy who's the face of our franchise. I want accountability and I want somebody to be a leader. I want somebody to say, Hey, you know, that wasn't it. That wasn't our best. That's not what we're about. Hey, on to, on to Pittsburgh. I, th- I, I don't know if we have a leader on our team. What drives me nuts too is like, it, what makes it worse is I like miles. Me too. So, so it's worse. It's, it's worse when it comes from somebody who you thought was like growing into a leadership role. And then he comes out and says something like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. So, sometimes, like, the players got to take accountability in the locker room. They can't be the coaches. You guys lost. You, they didn't beat you. You lost. <laughs> Correct. 
Hey, Browns fans, let's take a quick break in the action to remind you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We got to move on here for a second. <laughs> well, I was just say real quick, I don't think you had this in your in your notes here. Maybe you do and I missed it, but people blaming Nick Chubb. Don't blame Cade York either. Now, go out and make your kicks. Yeah, yeah. but he's got a small percentage. I saw though small percentage. like he had to yank it because it was going to get blocked. Oh, really? Well, see, either way, like, okay. I, he was, like, trying to kick around the guy who's about to block it. I mean, we've been hyping this guy up, and he's he's done really well. He saved the game for us last week. Otherwise, yeah. we'd be 0-2, you know. But, you know, you got to make your extra points. I get that and everything, and I didn't know what you just told me. But that point shouldn't have mattered. Correct. No. 13 points. Less than no. two minutes. No timeouts. That was not on Cade York. It's not on Nick Chubb. This is on the defense. It's a small it's per- the- These guys are very small percent of what – what happened there? The as far as like if there was a a pie chart of blame, oh, they're if very. We, the, if we York, go to overtime with the Jets yesterday, we lose. I'm telling you, Joe Flacco oh, on fire. Our oh defense was falling apart. Overtime, they'd have, they'd have beat us anyway. We couldn't stop them. Yeah, exactly. And that you could feel the momentum as soon as I literally watched uh, Davis catch that touchdown. And I was just like, just I knew. I just knew buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> I well, it was like 20,000 because half the crowd walked out after Chubb scored. Yeah. This would be the traffic. I was, I literally was game over. I, I, I was, got it <laughs> for sure. You would think <laughs> you would absolutely. And it I still, still feels weird. To this we're moment, talking about I literally this. looked at my wife like an hour ago and I was like, you know, we're, I'm getting ready to leave. And uh, I told her, I was like, doesn't even seem like real. Like, do we, like, did we lose? So, like, I literally like, to me, we won the game. Like, it doesn't yeah. even feel real that that even, like, it's like I, like, blocked it out of my memory. Like, it was so painful and psychologically just damaging to me that I just checked out emotionally, which, been there, done that at a Browns game. I mean, so, it's unreal. I know, like, so, like, in, in John's voicemail, he said, you know, he's not talking firing yet. Yesterday, I was like, fire the guy right now. I don't think you should fire him on a short week. No, you can't. Okay, you can't, can't fire him on a short week after only the Absolutely second game not. of the year. But if Mitch Trubisky looks good against us, because he's not looked good so far this no. year, mm. if he comes out and throws for uh, two fifty plus and he's just dicing us up, this guy's got to go. And we're letting you know uh, uh, Chase Claypool or any of these guys get free releases down the field, just wide open shots to the end zone. It's it's crazy to me too because I feel like we're just reliving last year all yes. over again. It, we did the same well, thing last what, year. One thing I will well we can we'll talk about the Steelers on the next episode, but I'll, go ahead. What we're gonna say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The defense is supposed to be carrying us right now. Yes. Last year you had the excuse of you had nine new starters. 
You got everybody back, basically. Plus some and additional chemistry. depth pieces. Yes. yes. And, and it's second year in the system. And here's my problem with Joe Woods. He is not utilizing these people to their strengths. Right. So we, we used to Which talk. Which we've said that yes. many times before. We used to talk about Anderson Dejo. Yes. He was a very good pro before he came to Cleveland. We play him out of position, mm-hmm. Not don't utilize his strengths. He looks like the worst safety in football. Leaves and goes to the Colts and has a good season. Troy Hill is considered one of the best slot corners in football, comes to the Browns, is awful, goes back to the Rams, and is good again. We have Denzel Ward, who is great in man coverage. We have Newsom, who is great in man coverage. Martin Emerson was one of the highest graded man coverage corners in, in the SEC last year. Why are we not using them to their strengths? Why are we playing people out of position? It's un, It's just unreal. Like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to put square pegs into circle holes? You <laughs> idiot. Damn. I'm sorry. It's just the more I think about it, the more mad I get. Quit, and then you just continue to not make any adjustments. No, there's no adjustments. And we said this last year. <clears throat> we said it last year. The same thing. I, I mean, for... How far into the season did it go where it was like this? Where it was like oh, like good, like seven, eight, ten, yeah. And then all and of a sudden we started, we started like playing some man, yeah, and doing well. And then he was like, "Well, I got successful, so I'm gonna go. We're gonna try my thing again." Your thing sucks. My problem <laughs> is, is, it's it's not like, and the players look lost. That's coaching. Yes. I I literally text everybody that way before the debacle even started, and I said, "Delpit is completely confused and lost out there." Yeah. Every yeah. play, he would just turn and look at somebody and go. Well, that was kind of the that was the Corey Davis play. Like he had two guys like, hey, uh, and, well, and then and he, meanwhile, he's waltzing into the end zone. And, and I've heard a lot, and they said, you know, JJ3, a lot of these guys, Denzel, they're all saying, you know, the play calling came in, and then there was some miscommunication. I don't know whether it should be on the players or the coach, but either way, if you're, and especially after last game, there, the same thing happened last game where there was miscommunication, and it happened multiple times in this game. I, I can't remember the first quarter or the second quarter that Brees Hall he just walked in on, and I was just like, "What's going on?" Nobody. He was wide open. Nobody had to back oh. out. Yeah, that's what they were saying on the on the broadcast. They were like, "He just ran out of the backfield and they just dumped it to him." Well, so here's my thing: that's is junior high stuff. Yeah, it was so easy. What What is going on? That first off, it didn't get addressed last during the week. It should have been addressed during the week. If that was it, we saw that that was an issue. It, Robbie Anderson literally walked for a seventy something touchdown. Just walked in basically. And then this week, we see the same exact thing. And then I hear, you know, the communication's coming in, but it's not being received. Or, you know, what? This is, we're professionals, <laughs> Athletes, guys. yes. Professional. I, I could understand if it was your seventh graders. I'd be going, hey, Blake, man, that what's going 11. on? That kid's 11. Yeah, we, you should definitely, there should be like, hey, I got it. Okay, yeah, we received it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, okay, sweet. I, it's mind-blowing to me, whether it's, and they said, oh, well, there's two plays, and, you know, so-and-so was on play one, and so-and-so was on play two. Inexcusable. This is an NFL franchise and with good players. It's heartbreaking to me. It's hard. This was... That was supposed to be our strength, a top five defense. Yes, and 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 I I sent it's it to a, a text group yesterday at halftime. I said what we're doing is not working. No, so why not? They're, and they're clearly confused. Yes. I mean, they're clearly confused. So why not just go back to the basics? Yep. Say, hey, this isn't working. We're going to go back to like the two or three things that we know we do well, and we don't want you guys thinking anymore. Just go out there and play fast. Do what you do. We'll figure this out this week on a short week. No, you just keep doing it. 
You know what's interesting is this is what we saw in the preseason. Yes. You know, and coming out of the preseason, you know, we gave them all the benefit of the doubt saying, ah, oh, well, they didn't have their starters in there. You know, it, it wasn't the same group of guys they're going to be playing That's on right. Sundays, you know, and everything else. And now you see the same problems translating into the regular season. So I think maybe, you know, like you said, when people look really bad in the preseason, I think that is an indication of they're playing really bad. Last like, time a unit looked really bad in the preseason, it was the offense of Freddie year. Yeah. And everybody tried to say, well, our starters Yeah, you're right. Playing. I remember that. Yep. And then the offense went on to be Cheeks. Yep. Well, it's the same thing happening to the defense right now. Yep. And it, you just can't keep doing it. And I love Stefanski. I think he's a really great coach. But some of this is on him. Like, this is your hire. Yep. This is your, your hires. Hires, hires. Because Mike Prefert, we haven't forgot about you. No, oh, it's coming. Okay. But Joe Woods is your guy. And you've now brought him in for three years. Three years of very bad defense. Especially a little bit of good, a little bit of good, but yeah. situationally, we've always been terrible on third down. We've always been da- bad on fourth down. People just get it like they're going on air. So at some point, you got to take accountability here and be like, "Hey, Joe, you got to figure this out." Or, "Hey, you can still come over for dinner on Sundays or Saturdays, <laughs> but you're not coaching the defense on my football team anymore." Right? Because this has got to stop. You're playing people out of position, and it's obvious. They're good before they come here. They're bad when they're here. Then they leave, and they're good again. Yep. It's pretty easy to figure out what's going on. It's terrible. And and going on Stefanski, too, I mean, you got to be walking by Miles' locker at some point saying, hey, don't, don't start blaming the fans. Yeah. You know, Denzel, get off Twitter. Like, where is the leadership? Like, there, there's a lack of leadership from the players. Huge, Where's that stemming from? Is it? Well, and that's the thing. I, I hoped that, so everything we heard in, in preseason was, you know, Deshaun Watson has a good command of the offense that, you know, the players love him, you know. But I was hoping that somebody would step up, whether it was going to be Miles or whether, you know, because I don't think uh, Jacoby is comfortable in that position. He It doesn't seem like a, like a, I am a raw, raw, like and Nick Chubb kinda, is your lead by example. Correct. Player. Right. So like, to me, I was like, Blake even touched on it already. Just hoping that miles would take that step and be, you know, Hey, I am the face of your franchise. I, I believe I'm one. I'm the best player in the NFL. He does not play like he thinks he is. It, it, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. And the part of the problem, I mean, we're a young team. Youngest team in the NFL, I'm pretty sure. You have a bunch of young guys. I'm not trying to be like the old boomer says young people are, you know, this and that. But young people are this and that a lot of times this day. <laughs> you know what I mean? They grew up on social media, yeah. reading their highlights. They think they're sweet. And there's no accountability with a lot of the younger, I hate to say it, like, but a lot of the younger people right now, they, okay, they want to blame. What's that? Is it okay, boomer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're seeing it, though. I mean, that it, it's... Why, why does the guy come out and say, oh, the fans shouldn't be booing us? Yeah, dude, go watch the tape. Trust me, you're going to boo yourself if, you, well, if you're honest. And here's my thing is in three days, there's going to be Browns home game introductions. They're going to they're gonna send out Miles Garrett out there. And I'm, I don't know. I Like, I think the fans will, it'll still be a rah-rah. But this is like one of those things that like get, especially after a loss like this, this gets under people's skins. That's why Baker Mayfield, like the leash for me was like, so like, uh, like it got old so quickly. Yes. I think the crowd will be crazy, but if Pittsburgh comes out and goes like five plays and scores, Boo Birds will be out early. Oh, and they will stay out. And they will stay. (laughs) So So you better hope and get mentally tough. It's football. Correct. Good Lord. Correct. 
So, you know, we warned you, Mike Prefer, we're coming for you. I know you can't fire your defensive coordinator on a short week, but you can fire your special teams coordinator on a short week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't this guy this guy is supposed to be some great special teams coordinator. Special teams is a joke. It's, it's been one of the worst. One of the worst since he's been here. <laughs> yes. Every year it's been one of the worst since he's been here. And we talked about how it needed to get better this year. I think it got worse. It's, it looks worse. We got a kicker. Here's the thing. I know Jakeem okay. Jakeem Grant got hurt. You can't tell me that the next best choice is Felton, and there's nobody in between. Bro. You, we can't go get somebody. Can can we start? Jim, we just take a timeout and just go to Felton real quick because I'm very concerned that he should not be even returning punts. Like, no. It should be. He's from what I saw from, from, again, it's happened multiple times. To me, from what I saw from Ford, I'm comfortable going, hey, Ford. Yeah. Go, well, go take punts, too, because to me, <laughs> Fel, Felton is just – Oh my, it's so frustrating. And it's one of those guys that like, I think the fans like really, really want to get behind. So they're like, yeah, here we go. Felton, if he gets loose in some space and he never gets so disappointing and it's same thing. It's just, I wonder like situationally, if he knows what's going on, it's going to cost us a game of If they keep putting him back there, it's going to cost us a game. Yeah. Because he keep, he, Every game so far, he has a muff. He'll drop one a game. A fumble. He fumbled once this time. Yep. Uh, he looks, and he just looks lost. He looks like when I put one of my linemen out there at the end of practice to catch a punt to get out of uh, conditioning, and I picked the most athlete, unathletic kid on purpose. <laughs> and that's what he looks like trying to catch the punt. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> um, missed a field goal, you know, because yeah. it was almost blocked. So Cade York's like trying to kick around a block, had an onside kick recovered against us, which I don't know. I don't know the exact statistic, but since they changed it up where you can't all be on one side and you can't get a, a head start, the conversion rate on onside kicks is like under a percent. Another thing that is like statistically impossible to do now is kick and recover an onside kick. Yeah. Yes, and it, it's not like it was like oh hey, caught you sleeping like Saints used to do to people. Everybody knew it was coming. It's not like, hey, we're going to kick this thing, squib kick it 30 yards down the field. Right. And go. Yeah. We knew that it was going to be an, we either knew it was going to go to the right or the left, but we knew it was going to go 10 yards and it was going to go so to whatever, somebody. Whatever side you're on, be yeah. ready. And the thing that sucks is Cooper had a great game, but you have one of your best hands guys and he just go never it. got it. Never, he just stood there. It sucks. We don't have to wait for the ball to go 10 yards. No, go get they it. They do. So go get the Boy, I don't understand that. That just—it's not like it took a crazy hop. It was literally just going sideways yeah. on the ground. It's—it's it's, it, it's unbelievable. It's and, then, and then we gave up a fake punt, which, yep, it was just a five yard out, <laughs> and yeah. nobody. And it was like nobody knew it was coming on yeah. the special teams. Wait, everybody in the stadium was like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" Nope, nope. We just completely. And who was it said that he was just like, "Prefer." Yeah, on the on the broadcast, they like immediately put him on the screen. He oh, was just like, wait, they, could, his hands they like, definitely oh. didn't do that at the stadium because the booze would have came out earlier. He was just, yeah, he was trying to act like it didn't happen. Like, yeah. oh, you know, no big uh, deal. Yeah. Defense is going to bail us out of this. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, right. He, he, the special teams have been have been so bad since he's been the coordinator. It's so bad. Oh, man. It's tough. And so I, I don't know what needs done there. I, I'm telling, I'm Stefanski, and I'm sitting them down. I'm saying, guys. You have to be perfect this week or you're both gone. Yeah. Because here's the thing is I think the players are are quitting a little bit. It's only two games in. They look like they do not want to play this scheme on defense to me. No, they don't. They just look like they get beat and then they look at each other and then they don't even then they just jog. Yeah. 
because they're like, ah, I mean, what are we going to do? The scheme sucks. I cannot believe I watched Delpit and Denzel Ward trot after Corey Davis. And not even try to catch him. Listen to these names you're, you're, you're saying. These are good football players. Denzel Ward's one of the premier corners in the league. Yes. And he, we are playing a scheme that had, had him graded as the worst defense player on our defense yesterday. Hit like a, a 33. 33. Yep. You know Even crazy? though he only had one target. You know right? what's crazy is, too, they needed two scores with no timeouts. Play prevent. Put everybody back. <laughs> if you make a tackle, 40 <laughs> seconds runs off the clock and we're going home. And here's yeah. the yeah. Even yep. if they score a garbage time doing? TD, make it take six plays in a minute and a half to do it. Yes. And then they're kicking their onside kick with, you know, 15 <clears throat> seconds or something. Yep. And then it's a chuck ball. Just throwing down there. Hey, probably going to get batted down. But nope, we let them just. And the crazy thing is the drive. <laughs> Here's how bad the Jets are, which is crazy for me to say this. They're driving and they're throwing across the middle. And luckily, if Conklin doesn't drop it or a couple other guys don't drop the ball, they literally get tackled and the game is probably yeah. over. Yeah, there was a couple we got drop passes. Bailed that out by drop. I mean, they got they bailed did. out by drop passes. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it was, it was unreal. Just, I wish you guys could have literally just been. I literally, a piece of my soul is still in five section five twelve, just dead, <laughs> just completely. And, and your seat's a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> just so frustrating for you, Harry Potter. Hey, I got my Hogwarts shirt on today. God, so that's awesome. I just the and you, the crazy thing is like as soon as they scored that first touchdown, you just. You just knew. You just absolutely and I like I was like looking at my wife, I'm like, we're still up a touchdown. They gotta get an onside kick and score. They got no timeouts. It's a wrap. This game is over. It's not a wrap. Not a wrap at all. Hey Browns fans, let's take a quick break to talk about the most important part of the NFL season, that pregame meal. Whether you got your grill at the tailgate or in the backyard, you want to make sure you're serving the best meats to the crazy fans around you. And if you want the best, you have to get the best. Omaha Steaks. You've heard us talking about Omaha Steaks for a while now because they are without a doubt the best steaks we've ever had. And it's not just the steaks. All the food from Omaha Steaks is top of the line, delicious, juicy, and best of all, you can get a great discount with our promo code. Just go to omahasteaks.com and enter DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar. You'll get a special price on the All-American Assortment. And as a tasty bonus, you'll also get 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steak Burgers for free. The All-American Assortment includes 16 mouth-watering entrees with four famously fork-tender, double-trim, butcher's-cut filet mignons, four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Wow, is anyone else hitting hungry? Plus so much more. No one, and I mean no one, comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and the value of Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and type keyword dogs into the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword dogs. With Omaha Steaks, the Browns fans of your watch party will know you're the alpha dog. Now back to the show. Oh, so that, that's kind of our thoughts. I guess we, we should touch on the offense real quick. Yes, please. Just real quick. Jacoby Brissett looked Night and day compared to week one. And that's what I, we talked about last week. It's what I said. I wanted to see. I was like, I expected him to take that step. And and here's the thing is the Jets defense. They, I mean, they just held the Ravens 24 points. Sauce Gardner is a real deal. Yes. Yes, he is. You know what I mean? Reed Reed was playing nice too. So the fact that we put up 30 on him and Jacoby looked almost perfect. 22 of 27. Yes. uh, I saw somebody like CBS or said, what grade would you give Brissett? A, B, C, or D? 
A. A, Because he never should have been on the field to throw that pick. No, he He never should have had to have been on the field. Yeah. So he got an A. Uh, Amari Cooper, that dude is just hoping all the time. Best graded player in the NFL yesterday. And we lost. We lost. <laughs> Here's the th- I think Jacoby finally, he, he they said during the broadcast that Jacoby watched a film from week one and was like, oh, wait, you're, all, you're always that open. Yeah. And Cooper's like, yeah, just throw it to me, man. I'm, I'm literally always open. And he did. And I'm always he open. He caught everything. I mean, Amar Cooper looked like the guy that we traded for for a reason. Yes. Um, DPJ almost had an incredible touchdown catch. Yeah. Uh, DPJ, a- I'm just waiting for we're still waiting to see like the huge numbers, but I've been impressed with DPJ so far yes. this year. Yeah. He's catching everything. He's big catches too. He's coming in clutch. Um, obviously Nick Chubb was a freaking beast. Phenomenal. Uh, so phenomenal. Jedrick Wills still sucks. I think, <laughs> well, before we go to suck, I, I like, I think, and Joku had a decent game. I mean, he only yeah, had the drop, the drop, the drop yeah. hurt. The, but, and but he was making plays, which yeah. you, after week one, you wanted to see him get more involved. Mm-hmm. Not to get off topic, but, so going into this game, I was I literally was like, we have to completely we're gonna live and die on close games and everything. I think that this offense is good enough to stay in some games and we can win some games. Just I mean, we looked great. This yesterday. is it. This, well, and I was against the Jets though. Insert but, top five QB in the league. Oh, oh my and God. this offense is unbelievable. If you have any doubts that we made a mistake as going away from Baker Mayfield. Look right. at what Kevin Stefanski did with Jacoby Brissett yesterday. Yes. And then go look at what Matt Rule did with uh, Baker Mayfield yesterday. I'm completely, yep. and I, I've been tough on Brissett. I've been very, very, very tough on him. I'm very, very comfortable. If that's what we get out of him for the next nine games, mm-hmm. even though what happened yesterday, I, I'll literally, I'll be super positive going forward because I, you know that's how we do it. But we still, I mean, the schedule is going to get really tough. But man. I, I like what I saw from the offense. He I was man. great. And the thing is, I don't even think we need him to be that good. Yeah. If the defense can get their shit together. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he was almost perfect. We don't need him to be almost perfect. We just need him to make some throws. Yep. Just somewhere in between last week and this week. Yeah. If he's going to give us this, I think Stefanski has called two great games offensively so far. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's been masterclass calling plays. Now he needs to go be a head coach a little bit and tell his coordinators it's crap or get off the pot time. Because I think offensively, the Browns have looked good. They've had a good play in both weeks. They've stuck to that plan. And, I mean, getting Amari Cooper involved was, I mean, nobody could stop him. Mm-mm. So, not a lot. To, I mean, we could talk about the offense a ton, but that's not the point of the game. No, we, we won that game yesterday because the offense played so well. Yes, and then we lost. And we lost because the defense and right. the special teams yeah. are awful. Um, so, well, we, we put out some things yesterday on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, we wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the game. We asked you guys to call in some voicemails. I know we got a few from you guys. We appreciate it. If you want to get your intros or your voicemails on the show, we really like getting voicemails, guys. It's pretty cool. You can just call in, tell us your thoughts, and we can react to it. It's yep. thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. You can do an intro. You can just drop us your thoughts. You can do both. Yep, so this is a voicemail from Devontae. A lot of this stuff we've touched on, but, we, you know, we'll hit it We'll hit it again here. Yeah. First, I want to start this off by saying I think we need Demetri Felton going. Um, it's, just, it's just time after time the same story with him, like, 
He's dropping balls, negative yardage on play, and if he does get some yardage, it's not much. Like, I don't think Demetrius Felton should be uh, returning kicks for us no longer. I don't know why they continue to put him out there. Um, other than that, <clears throat> I think the offense had a great game. Percent um, looked it pretty good. Unfortunately, uh, the defense couldn't get enough stops, so we can be talking about. Jacoby Brissett and the great game that he had. Um, it's just a lot of it's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. I think we'll get to a point eventually in the season where everything is clicking, and we won't have as many problems as we're having now. We won't be talking about the same things, but right now, I think Demetri Felton needs to be gone, and I think I don't think Joe Woods needs to be fired yet. I think we just need um, more communication on defense and guys need to be in their right spots. And, um, yeah, that's all I have. So I, I definitely agree with him when he said that at some point here in the season, things are going to be clicking. Absolutely. It's going to look better. But my fear is that's going to be too late. Yes, we have to be these perfect the, early. We could, this is a game we could not afford to lose. Yes. like So you lose to the Jets. Now you got to go steal one against the Chargers, the Ravens away. The Bucks, the Bills. Who are you stealing a game from? Yep. We didn't now, want to have Cincinnati. to be in that position to have to try to steal a game. Just say, hey, we lost to the Bucks or we lost to the Chargers. <laughs> okay, cool. At least we got those first couple wins. I get, I at look, least the Bengals look like they suck again. It's <laughs> Their offensive line does not look fixed. No, no it doesn't. And, and in any and, way, and, shape, and or Burrow form. looks bad behind it now. Very bad. So, yeah. good for us. That helps. I mean, um, the Cowboys look good. <laughs> you mean to tell me there's not like a return specialist somewhere out there that we couldn't cut Felton and sign? Because uh, Demetri Felton, he's bringing you nothing on the offense. Nope. Like he said, even when he gets the ball on like a jet sweep, minus five, he almost never gets positive yards. And then we got we we keep him on the team for his receiver abilities. We never throw him the ball. Mm-mm. And then we he's on the team because he can return kicks and punts. He sucks at it. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's so fair. you mean to tell me it's there's fair. not somebody out there that is good? Even if it's all they do, they're not going to give us anything on offense. He's not giving us anything anyways. So if you if there's a guy who's an extreme improvement, at least catching the punt, just get rid of Felton and go get that guy. At least we won't be, you know, pulling cotton out of our buttholes every time there's a punt. <laughs> well, suck a ch- my couch half up yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, pretty, that's a good man. call, though. I, I love that. You know that's what I mean? Good. It's just like, yeah, I completely agree. Get him out of here. And I, I again... Yesterday, I was like, fire Joe Woods now. I was just like super angry. I still am. Right, right. You don't fire him on a short week no, after the second. Can't. But the the seat's got to be hot, and the leash has to be incredibly short. I got that electric zap collar on five, <laughs> and the perimeter set to about two feet. Uh-huh. So, yep. um, yeah, I appreciate the call, though. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Yep. So this next one is uh, Chris Nye. This is actually John's brother, right? Yep. So here's this. So here I am in South Carolina at the beach trying to enjoy my vacation. And the Browns do this to me. I'm sitting there with my dad telling him how good we're going to play. And then he looks at me like I'm the idiot. I'm like, don't look at me. Look at her. I don't know. You guys figure it out. You're the podcast. Is that it? Yeah, we, we we're gotta, trying to figure it out, man. <laughs> we just we haven't figured it out. We last, know what they need to do. They yeah, just won't we listen just re- to us. You got to watch the episode tomorrow, <laughs> uh, Chris. 
I feel I was, like I've never met Chris, but I feel like me and Chris are family. I, so I've, I've talked to him a few times, like on Facebook, because I used to live with John. Yeah. And so I, when John and I were on the same bowling team, a little, a little off topic real quick. Uh, and John and I go to bowling and I, I go home and John just never comes home. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and you just never, and then like the next day he's not around. And then like the next, and then finally I text his brother and I was like, Hey man, have you heard from John? And he's like, yeah, he just showed up to my house in the middle of the night last night in South Carolina. <laughs> his brother lives in South Carolina. I'm we like, were in Ohio. I've known John. John. This is, I literally, so this is how long this goes back. We were watching a UFC pay-per-view at Blake's house. Cody Garbrandt was fighting uh, TJ Dillashaw, the first fight. Um, and uh, we're watching the fights, you know, thug Rose just gets a big knockout. Um, we're like, man, this is crazy. We're like, hey, where's John at? John's gone. We, we're like, maybe he just ran to the store or something. And he did the same thing. He left right in the middle of the UFC pay-per-view while there was a party going on and went to South Carolina, just drove to South Carolina. He's a strange guy. Yeah. I love the guy. God, he's a strange guy. I'm like, hey, man, you got to check in with me. I'm not yeah. your dad or anything, but... That's weird. Yeah, let a brother know that you're okay. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you didn't. Even, he's like he didn't even tell Chris. He's like, yeah, he just like knocked on my door and was here. He didn't even tell me he was coming. <laughs> I'm like, you should have sent him home. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate uh. the call, Chris. Give us some more calls. We need the South Carolina input for the Browns. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. And hopefully you enjoy your vacation. It's like you got to spend it with Jahan. <laughs> uh, do we got any more? Yeah, we got one more. This is from Alec, and this is really just going to kind of take us back to the beginning of our rant, which I don't know uh -oh. if we want to do, but yeah, here we go anyway. Joe would need to be gone because his play has been terrible, and the play caller has been really, really bad. His play callings have been really, really bad for the past two weeks. Joe, Joe Flacco with 20, 22 of 44. And Jacoby was 22 of 27, and we still lost. And Jacoby had the better passing rating, and he had a good game. And the reason why he said that one interception we got him is he made him a must throw, and he couldn't make it. And... Joe Flacco had an insane day, even if the pastor rating didn't show it. I, the thing with Joe Flacco and the insane day, like, I mean, he, like you said, he threw how 40 some times. Yeah. 40, what? 46? 44. 44, 44. To, to get 300 yards. Yeah. And he, he threw it 59 times last week. Yeah. That, to me, it's just mind blowing that we lost to Joe Flacco. I know. And, and, and I laugh because it's just so painful. And Alex, it's right? So I mean, we got to keep shouting out Jacoby Brissett. Hell yeah, of a performance yesterday. A performance. Led that offense to a victory. 2-0. and Great job, Jacoby. Too bad your defense couldn't back you up. Yep. But, uh, Thanks for the call. Yes. The, uh, thank you yeah, guys for the call. That was awesome. Uh, we look forward to the calls, guys. So, dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail. We appreciate you guys calling Oh, in. wait. There was one more. That's right. John Nye left oh, a second, oh, second one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Hey, I wanted to make another comment, and this is in response <laughs> no. to Browns players complaining about getting booed after that awful performance. I just wanted to let them know that if a lot of us were that bad at our jobs and performed that poorly, we might lose our jobs. Um, and we dedicate an entire day and spend a lot of our money to go watch you play. So perform better. Don't complain if you get booed after such a terrible performance. I agree, John. Yeah. I said, I'm pretty, pretty sure I, think, I said I think that. we already said that. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. I'm self-employed and still might get fired if I was that bad at my job. <laughs> yeah. There's even more of a pressure to perform when you're self-employed. Yeah, I'd have, to, uh, I'd have to fire myself. Um, well, you're but not no. doing that. No. Uh, no, there's a little... Um, 
nepotism. In my yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I completely agree, John. We touched on that. It's literally, Miles should be embarrassed that he even said that. He should be embarrassed. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I wish they would have asked that to like anybody uh, else or like coach. Now, or, John Johnson said something. John Johnson was like, he was, they must have asked him about Miles comments and he was like i don't see it that way he was like these guys pay their hard-earned money to come out and watch us at least put on like some kind of effort put on some kind of show he was like and we didn't he was like we have to win that game that's the way you should have answered miles freaking vagine (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that's how you answer that (laughs) question (laughs) so but that's our thoughts on the game um We're going to actually do a Steelers preview on another episode. So if you're looking forward to uh, what we think about this upcoming Thursday night Steelers game, make sure you check out the next episode. Uh, Thanks for checking out this episode of the dogs. Hopefully it served as a little bit of therapy for you guys who are still depressed. I know we all are. If you couldn't tell Uh, for real look into how we actually feel spicier, uh, join the dogs.com catch the after hour show. I'm sure it's going to be a good one today. Uh, (laughs) If not, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, better spirits hopefully two and one with a win against the Steelers thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at the dogs podcast and become an official dog pack member and join the dogs.com Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.